You are listening to Reach MDXM233, the channel for medical professionals, and we're talking about how to actually look forward to dealing with our difficult patients. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Dr. Stephen Shama, who's a dermatologist on the teaching staff at Harvard Medical School. He's a professional speaker who helps us physicians rediscover the joys of our practices and our lives. Hey, welcome, Steve. Thanks very much, Michael. I'm glad to be here. You give a workshop. I'm going to start off right away for physicians about dealing with difficult patients. And in the description on your website, I went to read it, it says, in this innovative interactive program, you'll learn tools to better handle challenging patients like the angry drug seeking or I'm entitled, learn difficult approaches to stressful situations such as breaking bad news. So let's start off with tell us first, what's a difficult patient in your mind? A difficult person or a difficult patient, uh, Michael, is one that elicits an emotion in you that you'd prefer not to have. How'd you come up with the idea for this program? Well, you know what? Over a number of years, I've always gone to risk management sessions, and every time someone is getting up over there who represents the insurance company, they're always telling me how to be careful, C-A-R-E-F-U-L. Watch what you say, watch what you do, and assuming every patient could be a possible litigant. I quickly realized I didn't want to live my life this way because I like to connect with people, not to disconnect and to keep a mask in front of me to say, I better be careful of what I say. And so I put together a talk for the workshop we're talking about, how to be careful, C-A-R-E, new word, F-U-L-L. How to engage in a conversation of meaningful relationships and really be you as opposed to someone who's looking for broken parts in people and separating you from them. So it's really, instead of careful, being careful about what you say, it's being care, new word, F-U-L-L. Being full of caring and compassion, I like that. That's exactly what the workshop's all about. People who come to us who are difficult are really working out their own issues, I think. Well, you know what? There was a guy who wrote a book uh, in the Boston area, and it's a nationally recognized book called Thank You for Being Such a Pain. A guy named Mark Rosen wrote the book, Thank You for Being Such a Pain. And Mark believes that difficult people are sent to you from the universe to teach us a lesson. See, we're very smart. I know that when someone is upset, it's not usually upset at me. So that's my looking at them with all my degrees and saying, you know, I know what's going on with them. But you know what? They're a message for me. Why do I get upset about an angry person? Why do I care? Why, why do I wonder about manipulative patients? Why do I wonder about people who are not seemingly honest with me? Why do I, and what lessons do I have to learn? That's what's looking forward to difficult people. That's what the whole thing is about, assuming that they have something to teach me as well as I have something to teach them. I like that. So how do you first approach a difficult patient? Let's role play here. I come to your office, and I'm angry about something and just refusing to listen to you. How do you handle this? Well, you know what? When I first walk into the room, let's assume I'm very late. Hopefully I'm not, but let's assume I'm an hour late. And I greet you and I say, Michael, my name is Steve Shama. How can I help you? And I see this angry face in front of me. And I said, you know, forgive me. Let me sit down for just a second, Michael. And let me ask you, you seem to be angry. Is there something I can do to make this better? And then I just call the question. I just name the emotion. Because if I don't recognize you're an upset person, and with all honesty, just say, what can I do to make this better, then I'm going to be dealing with that anger and not realizing it and, and never really come to the kinds of real, real reasons why you're there. Maybe a rash, maybe a private conversation you want to have with me about something that's going on in your life. So I really have to call the question. I have to say, why are you upset? Okay, and then after the patient describes their upset, what do you do? I just say, I understand that, and try to put yourself into their empathy is a very, very important part of what we do as physicians or as anyone. I really say, you know what, I, I believe I can imagine how you're feeling. I'm sorry. And, you know, one 
other things I'll, I'll talk about as we discuss things is that whatever I talk about people, because we have what's called a teaching moment list, the kinds of things that you need to be aware of, I think, in terms of having conversations with people. And on that teaching moment list, the kinds of things that I think are important are listening, really being just listening, simply listening and being in the moment is the word, I'm sorry. I'll talk about this and to really find out a place where you can say, I'm sorry, to really mean you're sorry and to pause and to say, do I really believe me? when I'm saying this, or am I just learning it because it's a trick on the list? And the expression that I use is, it's not what you're saying, it's where it's coming from. If I told you, Michael, I'm terribly sorry that I'm an hour late, and I pause, and you believe it, and I believe it, then we have something to go on over here. So it's not what you're saying. It's not a trick that Steve Shama taught you to say, I'm sorry, but say it from a depth that you really believe it yourself, and they'll believe it also. So in other words, you're talking about authenticity. Absolutely, Michael. This is the kind of stuff that makes for true relationships so that you're full of care and not being careful about what you're talking about, like the medical malpractice seminars that most of us have gone to over many, many, many years. Do you think that some of us, when we first approach that, Steve, we, we get defensive at first and start defending ourselves? Is, isn't that kind of dangerous to do that? I think it is. And I think what you have to realize is, wait a second here, let me really listen to what this patient is saying. Are they really saying something against me or is it against just medicine in general or are they fearful about something or maybe it is me and if it is me or it is I then what you have to say is you know what I'm sorry is there anything I can do to make this better so I think defensiveness is the kind of thing that will will, will make that person who is upset realize well this guy or gal is being defensive I wonder why they're defensive let me keep on drilling them until I really find out the reason why as opposed to just being open to say you know what I'm here to help if I'm not doing the right thing please teach me a way of and really mean it as opposed to a well you know I'm here to help uh, teach me the way. I don't want to be professorial. I really want to be someone who is curious and not critical. Very, very lovely phrase that I've learned from someone else. Be curious, not critical. I really am curious about why you're upset. I really am, as opposed to, you know, the critical kind of thing. I wonder why you're upset. You understand the difference there? And, and I think if we can teach ourselves those kinds of things to say, this person really wants to communicate with us, but they got some barrier. How can I bring that barrier down? How can I bring us closer to that person so that at the very end of this conversation, I've actually made something better for them, and I have learned something, too, in this interaction? You are listening to Reach MDXM 233 the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Dr. Stephen Shama, and we're talking about dealing with difficult patients. And we're talking about it and dealing in a way that helps us really to be less stressed and more happy in our practices. Let's get back to these these suggestions here. We, we have this difficult patient. You talk about teaching moments. First one you mentioned was listening, really listening carefully and being present. I think that's key. You also talk about empathy. Tell us about empathy. Well, you know, empathy is really putting yourself in the other person's shoes. Can you truly understand what they're going through? Can you truly? And I think ultimately, philosophically, I cannot exactly understand what that person is going through. But I basically tell that person, if I can't understand it, you say, you know what, I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the best I can. Lovely phrase in one of the teaching moments, I'm doing the best I can to understand what you're feeling at this point in time. Am I right? And again, you listen to my tones. Believe, believe me, Michael, you know, in all humility, if I don't sound convincing, then I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be able to convince them. So I'm doing the best I can to, to understand what this person is going through. And hopefully they hear that and they say, well, you know what, this is the real reason I'm here, or this is the real reason I'm angry. Or they can say, you know what, this is how you can get to me as opposed to the standard way of doing things. So empathy, if you can truly do that and be very, very humble, I think you'll learn a lot about yourself and also the patient. I think that's true. You, you gave us the word 
careful, spelled differently, to be full of care. Let me suggest one about intimacy, the word into uh-huh. me see. So when, <laughs> when you've got a patient who really is, uh, has been waiting for an hour in the office, just think of the last time you were waiting for an hour and how ticked off you were. And I think that you'll really understand where they're coming from. Yeah, and you know, the other thing I sometimes think about, if you're waking up as a physician, as a healthcare provider in the morning, and you're looking at yourself, and you're just one angry dude, for whatever reason, because every, every one of us has baggage, and you wouldn't want to see you as a healthcare practitioner this morning, then don't show up for work. You know, I mean, if you're so angry and so so closed, then don't do it. Otherwise, open yourself up. These people need you, and you need them. And I think that's a very, very lovely way of doing things. And again, if you don't know how to put yourself in the, that person's shoes, you can just explain to them, can you tell me what you're feeling at this point in time? I would love to be there so I can truly understand and make a difference in your life. And those are the kinds of things you might say. Or if you're having a bad day, be honest about it and tell your patients, listen, I'm having a tough day today. I'm 98% here, but be honest about it. Absolutely. And one of the teaching moments is honesty. Just be, be open with the patient. Right. Tell them how you feel. Whether it's a negative emotion saying, you know what, this is not the best day for me. I've got a lot of things, but I'm here for you. Take a breath and then be in the moment. Give them your baggage and say, you know what, I've just left it outside the door. Thank you for being here. Thank them. And then just go ahead with the conversation. I think they really would honor, they really appreciate those kinds of things that you're saying. I think thanking patients is so key. I teach medical students this, that one of my rules is thank every patient for coming to see you and have them know that you mean it and it's a privilege to treat them. And it changes the whole doctor-patient relationship. And I would agree completely, Michael. Absolutely. Now, you also talk about eye contact and, and sitting down. Tell us physically how we should behave in a situation like this. Well, you know, I'll give you an anecdote. You know, I learned many, many years ago that someone did this study, and that if you're standing in front of a patient, the perception of how much time you spent with them is much, much more reduced than if you're sitting. That is, someone may say he never spent more than five minutes with me, whereas it was really 15 because he was standing. And if you're sitting, you can spend five minutes, and the perception is 15 minutes. People just perceive that you're there, that you're sitting down, you're spending more time with them. May I suggest that it's not the where you're sitting and standing, it's your intention. If you're not leaving anywhere, they'll perceive you be truly in the moment and you'll get as much of the relationship as you want. It is not sitting. It is how you feel when you're sitting. It is not standing. It's how you feel when you're standing. If you really want to be there in that moment, they will perceive you. I truly believe, even though I've not done studies, that they will perceive that you be an interested, valuing kind of person. And the idea about eye contact so important in our society. Almost everything we do, if we really mean it, our eyes come up and say, I'd love to see you back in, in four weeks, or I'd love to, for you to give me a call in about two weeks. I really mean that. And if you're looking at them and say that at the same time, they'll believe, you know, this is a guy who really means it, as opposed to the person who's typing on the computer screen while they're saying, I'd love to see you back in two weeks, period, new paragraph. It's almost like that. You brought up the word intention, and I think this is key. I interviewed Patch Adams, and, and we talked about intention. He said, you don't have to, like, run around like me and, and build hospitals, but if your intention is to be a good person, it'll flow from you. So talk about that for a second, setting your intention for the day before you get into your office. The question is, who are you and why are you doing what you're doing If your intention is to connect with people, to really make a difference in their lives, and as a dermatologist, you might want to take care of the skin. As a cardiologist, you take care of the heart. You're taking care of many different kinds of things because you're a person who cares. So it's a being thing as opposed to a doing thing. I'm not looking for broken parts. I'm looking to heal someone of the kinds of things I have questions about. You're open to everything. My intention is to have a wonderful day relating to people and to almost, with all due respect to dermatology, incidentally look at their skin. Respectfully and completely and professionally look at their skin, but to make the day even better than they started with, to make their day and my day 
to have fun. It's supposed to be fun, and yet respectfully fun. I mean, you can't just have a bunch of jokes with patients and chat about things without looking at their skin or whatever your specialty happens to be. So intention is, who am I? What am I doing there? I think you're a person who's practicing medicine in a certain way and a person who wants to connect with someone to make their day, their patient day, even better than it was. I think it's also okay to mention that it's okay to have an intention to make your living out of this, too. We keep going off into the, the, the spiritual side, but we also have this side of medicine that has to support us. That's right, and I, and I realize that also. So, you know, time is part of it. Moving on to someone else is also part of it. You're doing the best you can, and it's not a bad thing to actually feed a family by doing what you're doing. I thank you very much for bringing that up, Michael. I don't want the people to think that we're a bunch of gurus over here just talking about spirit. There is a reality, and the reality is you have to move their rents to pay and, and office staff to pay. But the bottom line is if you're not smiling at the end of the day or at the end of the week, something's wrong. Exactly. If you're not happy in what you're doing, Correct. then you should be going to do something else. Right. Or ch- make a change. Talk to one of us. Take a seminar. You know, I do these around the country, which is kind of like a lot of fun, and do the major meetings in smaller groups. And one of the things that I tell people is that, again, what you're basically doing is trying to improve your life. And again, as we talked about at the very beginning, these people are messengers. Everybody is a messenger for everyone else. I want to thank Dr. Stephen Shama, who's been with us today, sharing how we can understand and cope with difficult patients. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM233, the channel for medical professionals. We value your questions and welcome suggestions for future shows. Send your email to xm at reachmd.com, and we truly thank you for listening.